Christmas is such a great time of the year. It is filled with a little more excitement and energy than in the middle of February and March. Yet as excited as we are about Christmas, it's easy to gloss over the Christmas story because we've heard it over and over and over again. So let's take a look at something interesting in Matthew chapter 1. It's what the angel said to Joseph. You see, Joseph was going to give Mary a quiet divorce. He didn't want to hurt her. Somehow he was going to divorce her quietly. And I'm not sure how that would look like in in those days As it is obvious, Mary is pregnant. And there's some crazy story out there about who the father is. But for Joseph, as well as Mary, there would have been a lot of shame to take Mary as his wife. I mean, she's already pregnant. And she has some far-fetched story about who the real father is. How do you explain that away? How do you even tell your parents about what's going on? So God sends an angel to talk to Joseph. And in a dream, the angel tells him, Joseph, son of David, Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. It's pretty straightforward, but what was the angel really telling Joseph, and what does it mean for us? You see, it appears that at first, Joseph was more concerned about public opinion than God's opinion. Why else was he going to divorce Mary? There would have been a a lot of looks and comments made. So let's skip the comments. The looks and the shame. I'll do the noble thing. I'll divorce her. How true is that for us? Do we live in fear of what others will say about us? We make ourselves look great on social media and fear the opinions of others as if everybody else has their act together and we don't. The truth is, none of us have our act together, and that's great news. (laughs) That gives me a little comfort. How about you? But what gives me the most comfort is that God doesn't hold that against me. He doesn't hold it against you. No, you don't have it all together. He 
doesn't hold that against you. That's why he sent Jesus to be our Emmanuel, God with us. So when we mess up and when we sin against him and, 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 and one another, and we all do, because the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So nobody can point fingers, right? Because when you point fingers, right? I, I've seen this before and you probably heard this. When you point your finger, you have three pointing back at you. Y'all knew that, right? Y'all are mighty quiet tonight. <laughs> Did y'all know that? When you point your finger at someone else, one, two, three. And they're all pointing back at me. So we can't judge anybody. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we all need God's forgiveness. What does God say about our sinfulness? Does he condemn us? Does he lock us up and throw away the key? No, never. God calls us to himself again and again and again. For Paul tells us in Romans 8, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That is great news. And if anybody wants to go back home and read that, that's Romans chapter 8. Verses 34 through 39. It's right there in the book. It's right there. Nothing can separate us from God's love. God sent the son into the world not to condemn us, but to be with us. In fact, even to intercede for us. That way, nothing Absolutely nothing can separate us from his love. And that's why we're celebrating tonight and tomorrow. It's because of God's intense, passionate love for you and for I that he sent Jesus for us. We talk about the baby coming into the world. But the story is deeper and richer because it's about me and you. If you think about the story of the prodigal son, think how bad he sinned and he messed up. 
He used up his blessings and his inheritance. Yet the father who represents God was there waiting for him, celebrating his return. We need to hear this. We need to be reminded that we are loved. All of you are loved. Yes, we mess up. And more than that, we are sinful. But this is exactly why the Father sent the Son. God's opinion of us is what's most important. So Joseph... He gets it. He says yes to the angel. He doesn't worry about what the world is going to say about his pregnant soon-to-be wife. He doesn't worry about the scorn, the looks, the shame. Instead, Joseph says, yes, I will love and care for Mary. I will raise that boy to be my boy. For me, it's a reminder that God, in his amazing, glorious power, can take our worst moments. God can take our hurts, our defeats, our sinfulness, and turn them into something beautiful and significant. It's easy to let the darkness overwhelm us. It's easy to have a pity party. It's easy to sit and say, woe is me. Why me? It's easy. It's easy to look at the world right now and think that this is a crazy, sin-filled world. And you know what? You're right. This is a crazy, sinful, filled world. But there's beauty and power and majesty all around us. And that's what we have to focus on. There's so much good out there, and it's easy to get caught up in the negative stuff. Negative stuff will fly like this. Oh, you heard about Susie. Oh, you heard about Joe. Next thing you know, the whole world knows about Susie, knows about Joe. But let something good happen. How fast is that to spread? We keep it quiet. People love chaos and trouble. They love to spread rumors. Oh, I don't like her, so I'm going to go spread this rumor. But we can get caught up in that negative stuff. I want to encourage you to look at what's good. Look at what's right. Look at what's noble, to be the shining example, to not let what the world says about your faith in Jesus to determine who you are. Instead, let God be the one who calls you, who loves you, who adopted you, who gave you an amazing 
losing inheritance. Let God's opinion of you be what's most important. Let that be what drives you and moves you. In a moment, we are going to light our candles. And here are some of the reasons why we do that. Light is a symbol of hope. A beacon guides an airplane home in foggy conditions. A lighthouse steers a ship away from the dangerous shoreline. The reflector on the highway medium will guide you in darkness. How many of us like to have a nightlight on? <laughs> All right, that's what I'm talking about. Amen. 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 We have, we have one of those uh, lights in our hallway. So when it gets dark, the light illuminates. So I guess we're along with him. We have a nightlight. <laughs> People in darkness are overjoyed to see light. Have you ever driven through a long, dark tunnel? You are glad when you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Jesus came as a light to guide us and take away the darkness. In John 12 and 46, Jesus says, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Jesus came into a spiritually dark world. Just look at what's going on in our world and anyone can see the darkness. Pandemic, wars, famine, sickness, social discord, and so on and so on. But from the time Jesus was born until he died, Jesus' delight attracted people and got their attention. Jesus con constantly drew people out of the darkness. The blind are giving sight. The dead are raised to life. The hungry are fed. The sick are healed. The spiritually thirsty are quenched with living water. Today, where does God display his light? In you. God displays his light in all of us. And that's, part, that's the part of the majesty and beauty of Christmas. We have the opportunity to bring his light with us wherever we go because Jesus is the light. It's because of that one verse we've talked about this Advent season from Matthew Chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the Father sent his son for you and me. 
It's the promise that the light of the world is always with us, never to fail us, never to forsake us. Christmas is a crazy time of year. It's filled with so much good, and too often we see the not so good. And I want us to see the good. And the good is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. The light came into the world out of darkness and illuminates our world. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and give light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This Christmas, this can be the call in our lives. Go into the world and shine the light of Jesus so that others may see who Jesus is in you. I really believe that there is something about the name which leads people to Jesus. I believe Jesus still grabs our hearts and our spirits. We were created for a relationship with God, and when we don't have this, there is a burning hole which longs for Jesus. We have that God-given opportunity to gently help others see Jesus in us. Jesus is the irresistible light. And when we are doing it right, when we show the love of Jesus, the world will take notice because we become an irresistible light. As we prepare our hearts to celebrate the birth of Jesus, let's ask ourselves, are we reflecting the light of Jesus in our lives? Again, remember, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are the light of the world. Not you will be or hopefully you might. No, you are the light. You are God's representative on earth. You are the hands and feet of Jesus in a hurting world. Let us hold to the fact that Jesus, the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, isn't just a Christmas hope. It's a reality. Jesus is with me and you every day, on the good days and the not so good days. He promised never to abandon us, never to leave us, never to give up on us. That's why God sent his son. Every day we have an opportunity to shine 
his light. Lives will be transformed, communities change, and the world is made a better place. So tonight and every day, let's make the decision to shine his light. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your word for letting us know that we need to shine the light of Jesus. Touch our hearts to let us not be ashamed to let the world know that we believe in Jesus. And Jesus, you are that guiding light. Lord, keep us. Watch over us. And help us to be what you have called us to be. We love you on tonight. We celebrate you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.